Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Look who it is. It's Kathleen. <laughs> Yay. And you, Philip, you're way more sparkly than I am today. You know, I decided to don sequins for the I evening. I love it. <laughs> or as I've called it, your chest tiara. <laughs> your tor- torso tiara. <laughs> torso tiara. <laughs> I, uh, I want it in a beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> what man has two thumbs and is encrusted in sequins right now, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably just get to it because, you know, enough with the banter, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. Okay. Well. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. Hey, hey. The podcast dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. That's right. Uh, um, that's Kathleen Nall. And that is Philip Estrada. <laughs> Woohoo! Pew, um, pew. So... <laughs> we need laser sounds. Pew, 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 Glitter pew. lasers. <laughs> like the, the chimes. The yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love those. Whenever you're at, like, whenever I see, like, vintage concerts from, like, the 70s and, like, it had, like, well, it's always Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And they always have those, like, the chimes where it's, like, Oh, yeah. It's like the quiet part in the song, and then, like, the percussion guy hits those chimes. I'm like, oh, man, they need to bring those chimes back. And the ribbons on Stevie, Stevie Nicks' mic stand just blowing the breeze. Blowing the breeze. I know. I love her. So good. Love her. Did oh. I tell you we saw her recently? No. We went to see her. Okay, we went to go see her. I want to say it was, it was probably last year, like late last year, and we saw her here in Seattle, and she she's she's a woman of a certain age now mm-hmm. and but she's um, okay with it you know, she's she, amazing yeah i mean she's not giving up those platforms As she, she was please, life. she's like four nine and she went where was she ever <laughs> yeah but she was she was singing gypsy which is one of my faves yeah. you know and she's all like let's see the gypsy and she like does her spin but it's a lot slower now and very controlled. Yeah. And she's just like step turn step turn step turn step turn and i'm like Okay, well, yeah. it's just like this is not as fun anymore when she reminded us <laughs> that you could break your hip at any moment. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I'm I am but a but a mere thirty nine, and I'm pretty sure if I tried to spin around in six inch platform ruched boots, <laughs> I probably break my hip too. <laughs> All the while uh, holding out a a lovely black lace shawl, spinning it around. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of logistics, Philip. Logistics. Yes. <laughs> oh my hip! Oh, <laughs> dag nabbit! <laughs> I mean, either that or give me the tambourine with the ribbons on it. I mean, either one. That's fine. <laughs> Look, she had that going too. So Love you know, it. she's she's got a lot. Yes. But it was a great show. Um, anywho, we're not here to talk about Stevie. <sighs> we're here to talk about another blonde. <laughs> That's right. Hey-o. We're here. And to, it's not we're me. Here to, no, I was gonna say your hair looks really nice Thanks. today. Thank you very much. Yeah, did you get a? Did you get a dye job? Uh, no, I, is that a balayage? Uh, well, it is a balayage. Um, it's just it's Ooh. just the normal one I always get. But uh, you know, as you know, I'm on vacation, so everything just looks a little brighter and happier. So. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Dispatches from the vacay. Well, I, I I washed my hair with Astoria water, expelling all the beaver tin from it. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Exercising the beaver tin from myself. <laughs> all that beaved. I know. <laughs> Oh, it's it's hard when you live deep in the beeve. You gotta you gotta get out every once in a while. See, there's a world out there. Well, I, we we were driving through uh, Portland last weekend actually, and um, uh, we saw the signs for Beaverton on the highway, and I was like, Beaverton, it's a ton of beaver. <laughs> a whole lot oh, of beaver up there, up yep. in there. Godspeed. <laughs> 
Um, anywho, so uh, we're actually here to talk about a movie. Yes, <laughs> and we're excited because, uh, well, for one, it's October, and for Philip and I, this is one of our favorite months of the year because Halloween is basically <sighs> our Christmas. <laughs> oh God, I can, I can, I can feel it. I know, it. it's like, so excited. Oh I'm so God. excited. Oh, Halloween. The weather's getting crisper. I was driving Love home it. yet to. Or we were driving home earlier today because we met a friend at the at a bar, nice. and um. I'm on my fourth beer. Uh, Great. (laughs) I love it. and there was this girl carrying a pumpkin who was probably about a third of her body weight, and, I was, and she was wearing all black. And I was, she was very stylish looking, but yes. carrying a pumpkin. Oh. I was like, "This, this is what it's. This is what we've been waiting for all year: stylish women carrying pumpkins." I love that you met like <laughs> like a stylish, like fabulous city witch. You know? <laughs> well, we drove past her. Yeah. We didn't, <laughs> I didn't really stop. Category is city witch uh, realness. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> it's so funny because I rarely see like style because you know Seattle is not a bastion of fashion. Mm-hmm. So like God yes. bless their hearts, they're they're doing their best. You know, um, they're doing their best with their Columbia outerwear. And um, uh, but I did see a girl on um, I was driving to meet somebody uh, like after work or something, and I, I was driving and there was a girl who crossed in front of me, and she had an, an um, she looked adorable, like had this amazing stylish <laughs> outfit, and I really want I like had to stop myself from rolling down my w- car window and just being like, "You look amazing." <laughs> I've had a couple moments like that too because as as you know, like, moving from like you know the Bay Area and then up to Beaverton, I'm like, you don't really see that every once in a while, you know, like, and then every once in a while you'll see someone just really like, I'll be out in Portland and I'm just really like slaying it when I, you're like, it takes me everything to not be like, yes, queen, like, yes, a little glamour. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm all right. That's all right. It's fine. <laughs> like Tourette's, you know, it's just like, ah! oh God, I'm sorry. I probably, I would just love you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! But I just love the idea of a girl going to wherever she was, and she's like, "I think I was just catcalled by a gay guy." (laughs) (laughs) He didn't compliment. He didn't compliment my boobs, but he liked the way I was dressed. Hey, like I, I mean, that's if you get if you get at least one yes queen randomly shouted at you during the day, you know you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Life you're, is good. Yeah, you're doing good things. Yeah. So. Sorry. Speaking of Yas Queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the fact that it's um ha- pu- since stylish women are carrying around pumpkins, and um it is oh. coming up to Halloween, and we are yes. talking about a supernatural, hilarious movie called I Married a Witch. Yes, and it's from 1942, mm-hmm. and it's and we're back again with our girl Veronica Lake, Yay. killing it with her bat with her um killing it with her peekaboo bang. Yes. Um, and so this this movie was this was fun. This I love this movie. It was so cute. Yes. So um real quick like um it's from Paramount and this movie is uh, stars Veronica Lake as Jennifer who's a witch. Um it also stars Frederick March plays who plays Wallace Woolley and he also plays all of the Woolley um as, uh, <laughs> ancestry. Yeah. Ancestors or whatever it's called. Um, Robert Benchley plays Dr. Dudley White who's mm-hmm. like from um, Wallace Woolley's like um I wanted to say side piece, but that's not the no, right thing. No, it's word. like he, it's like his uh, best friend, Broham kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. his Broham. Exactly. Yeah. His bro buddy. His Broham. His like his BFF. Um his boyfriend. Yeah. Uh and Susan Hayward plays Estelle Masterson, who is Wallace's fiance. And Helen Lawson from Valley of the Dolls. Oh my god, I know. Oh, she is she is glam in this oh, one. She's so good. And hilarious. I when I so good. She's so funny. But when I realized it was Helen Lawson from Valley of the Dolls, I was like, Helen Lawson wears a wig. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Can't wait to podcast that movie. Trivia yes. realness. Yes. And some, and some, you know, and Judy Garland fired. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, and also, uh, finally, Cecil Calloway plays Daniel, who is Jennifer's father. Mm-hmm. The director is Rene Claire, and the costumes were by the incomparable Edith Head. That's right. You know, the 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 Paramount Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you have a history with this film, Kathleen? Uh, actually, I sure do. Um, my sisters and I did grow mm. up watching this movie. Um, I was also so. Um, this is this was sort of in our, our little collection of movies we did uh, we did see as little kids. I loved it. Um, it was also. Um, 
as I later found out, it was the inspiration for, or one of the inspirations for Bewitched, which I was also a huge fan of, and I watched that growing up. So this was sort of like a companion to that. Like, I just, you know, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, and, and I think, like, I remember growing up, we even sort of had that running joke of sort of warbling, I love you truly at some points, because, like, you know, during the, <laughs> I love you truly. <laughs> There's some really great ongoing jokes in this movie. But anyway, yes. So I love this movie very much. And Veronica Lake is adorable. Um, and it was really interesting to watch it, not just watch it again. Um, and realizing how much I remembered about it and, and like that song, it like brought back these really fun memories, but then also just also reading, like, a, like reading, reading the stuff around it and like the making of the movie, supposedly she was difficult on the set. But then I also listened to, I re-listened to the episode of you must remember, you must remember this on Veronica Lake. And, um, oh, I felt yeah. like that also gave a lot Such more context. Good so good. So good, but and of course, I highly recommend actually listening to that episode as a companion to watching this movie because I feel like it did. Um, I think it really did dispel sort of the the rumors or the things that had been put in place by her male co-stars of her being sort of mm-hmm. difficult to work with on set, i.e., being late because maybe oh I don't know she was a young mother and like <laughs> her husband was away in the military yeah. and like a lot of other shit was going on and mind you wasn't she like twenty so you know but oh my god she it's... was um, wait I wrote it I actually wrote that down that was like a big deal yes because she was twenty years old when 20. this movie was being filmed and a mother already twenty years old. <laughs> I mean, and think about it. Like, how much of an irresponsible dickhead were we all at 20 years old? Well, like, not only that, but they were... From to what, think about that. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. you're and a I baby. Think, you're like, A barely... baby. And she was also under a lot yeah. of pressure, it sounds like, when she did get mm-hmm. pregnant and decided to have a baby. That really pissed off the studio because they had all these plans to market her as this blonde sex pot. And they were like, well, how can we do that if you're a mommy now? And so it was this very, like, I know, right? you know, really had, like, a struggle with that. But I think she is absolutely wonderful in this movie. She's adorable. Um, I, I love Veronica Lake. It's hard to believe that she's 20 just because she – and that she's so tiny because – especially in this movie oh my gosh, she's so through, wee in this movie it through but through her costuming and through her presence and then her voice she really does come off with such a strong um a strong and distinctive presence i love her voice i love that even though she's so small she has such a beautifully low uh, rich voice and and uh mm-hmm. and then yeah. and, and she was very funny and the guy who plays her father's hilarious so it yeah i oh i loved God. it i i loved it <laughs> yeah and I'm and I'm a little surprised at her and the guy like who played her love interest like uh, Frederick March like I guess you know they were they didn't get along and there was these stories of that like he nicknamed the movie I married a bitch and like uh, you know stuff about around that <laughs> because I think they t- I thought they were really cute on like all of that didn't show for me on, on the movie like I thought they were great together right. and quite funny so yeah and yeah. Susan Hayward I mean come on she's just the very definition of shrew. <laughs> It's like you just know she's having <laughs> so, so much fun playing that. <laughs> Love it! Oh my god! And she's gorgeous. And you flawlessly gorgeous. That's so funny. You sh- you shared me you shared uh, with me that uh, Hollywood scandals, oh mysteries and like, scandals, uh, secrets and yeah. mysteries and scandals. Oh my gosh! Like Thanks, AJ Benza. Which, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the soothing sounds of AJ Benza. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I hadn't seen any of those in such a long time, mm-hmm. and I don't think that I really ever watched maybe any of them like through, like through yeah. and through. But like when you had sent it to me, I was like, I made a point to watch it, and was like, it's just oh, it's so. Amazing. I just miss those like it's kind of like early '90s like like short form documentaries on people, and it's all oh, super yeah. salacious it, and stuff. It, Even though the content of like her life wasn't all that salacious they like made just the way that they like use the music and the photos and it's like super it's so good i was like it is juicy and dishy i loved it it is but i think that i i mean i honestly think that those have held up really well over the years um also mainly because i think so many of the people like those um the mysteries and scandals was so heavy in like interviews like real interviews with real people who've been around at the time oh, yeah. a lot of them now are not even here they're all passed away so it, it's i think it's yeah. a wonderful like some some precious gem out there put them all on youtube and like i highly recommend them i i often watch those whenever we're going to be watching and recording an episode I'll, I'll sometimes find one on one on the actors that are involved and it just really really gives you some context into them and who they are and what they were doing at the time of the movie so 
Oh, totally. Yeah. And I also love that, like, even they even interviewed, like, Loretta Swit, yeah. who was Hot Pants Houlihan from MASH. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Hot Pants and Houlihan. So I back then, that. too. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She was she was snatched as fuck, but you know she looked good. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. So it was it was good to see have some history on yeah. that. Yeah, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, that's fun that you had a history. Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely one, and that's yeah. why when we were, I know even months ago when we had done the Veron- the first when we had done this gun for hire, I had already been thinking about this. I was like, I really, I think this could be a really fun one at least to do during Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just. It's yeah. really special and sweet, and and the fact that it ha- did go on to influence Bewitched, which again one of my yeah. favorites. And I, I as you oh. know, I I do a fabulous Endora at Halloween, and that's one of my favorite <laughs> characters ever. Favorite favorite. Oh, gosh, she's she like my dream best. grandma. <laughs> she's I'm the a best. huge I fan. So yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you how do you have any f- experience with this movie? I actually, prior to this, I don't really have any history with this movie. I do, I did know that it existed, but I wasn't really like it wasn't. It was never really available on video anywhere mm-hmm. that I like was like. And when I worked at the video stores, it wasn't something that was there, and like it, I didn't ever catch it on, on, on like TCM or any of the channels that I was like familiar with as a kid. But I had kind of always known about this movie it was kind of mm-hmm. like one of those just like knowing its existence and I never really partook in it and watching it this time was it was so adorable it was such yeah like, it's such a cute movie and it's almost like one of the it's it's like a rom-com for its day where it, it totally really, is like yeah like like, like everything that happened was wildly unbelievable but it was like it just it was so cute and I just loved that so much and I do I thought it was interesting the way that they did play up um Veronica's size how small Mm -hmm. she was and how they actually like utilized that in a way Mm -hmm. and like constantly had her being carried by Fred McMarch and talked about how she she was like I come up to you she even says like something to the point where she says like I come up to your heart like she she, how about her height high as your heart and I was like it's so it's such a different it was such a different way of thinking from that from like this gun for hire where it was like her co-star and that alan lad was so it was so short and mm-hmm. they could play off each other and it looked like normal size but they actually played up the fact that she was so wee in this movie yeah to be like you know oh, to be so like wee. she's teeny tiny you know <laughs> yeah and she still looked and even despite her tininess like the way she carries herself and then the gowns that she had they had her in were I just mean, again we, we, Edith, <laughs> Edith uh, she, darling darling I mean please we, we mentioned was, this in I would I was say we mentioned this in this gun for hire but they to, she is totally the Bart Simpson auditioning for fallout boy episode where he's <laughs> like every trick in the book to make her look taller and I love it <laughs> I love totally, it totally <laughs> yes but I think that it's like I just feel like it's so funny because like so it, it was just the style of time because mm-hmm. it, back then off the rack was not something that was like readily available and if it was it was like very few pieces but they just dressed so much they just they just oh, dressed so nice. for body shapes better yeah waist placements were at the natural waist which automatically yep. makes you look taller and like the skirts came to below the knee which with the waist being so high it makes your legs yes. look super long and like and then you always wear heels and you're always in a hat which makes you look taller you know it was just it's just yeah. these, the way that they were already dressing in that time period just like kind of makes you look more statuesque in that way anyway so it's just and it she makes just, you stand you know, taller and prouder like everybody's posture the, yeah, the way they yeah, stand yeah. everybody it's like there's a proud stance that people have and it's very elegant and the way even like she like 20 years old and she's moving across the floor so gracefully with such a maturity and just this poise that is it's it's otherworldly and it's something it's like take a tip and and her gowns like even the way they fit i particularly love 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 the one that she kind of gets like married in and um it's almost has like a medieval look to it but all of her gowns have this very like historic like there's all these like very historically reminiscent things about everything she wears that sort of harkens back to the time in which she was killed like during the puritan times and i love that it's very mm-hmm. nuanced but it's perfect and oh i love yeah. love love it it's almost like they were just like let's make her like her gowns a throwback to you know, yeah up the fact you know which i love that that was yeah. so cool and like and it just make her look it just i don't know it, she just she just looks stunning in this movie she she, she really she, did I mean, she couldn't wear anything wrong in this film she just fucking kills it um, yep. 
loved it so much. Um, it's I actually did. Um, I hit up our our friends the Keenans from our uh from our this gun for hire episode to see if they had any sort of inside dishy oh. goodness for this movie, and um there was some them some stuff that was kind of like um that they had mentioned that was sort of public knowledge. They had just said they had just mentioned that in her um in her memoir actually in Veronica's memoir she mentioned that her she talked about how she and Frederick didn't get along during the filming, and she also would play mean spirited jokes on Frederick. Rick, uh, including sewing a 40 pound weight into her gown during the scenes that required her to be carried sort of just to fuck with him. <laughs> and, uh, she would repeatedly kick him in the balls during close up shots. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the, the mm-hmm. this caused production delays and reshoots in some cases. And she even said like all of this stuff where she was talking about, they, they had mentioned um, that those were all of those tricks and stuff weren't, didn't involve Edith. So she never right. utilized Edith to like, sew these things into the gowns and stuff. She kind of used other people to do these things, which I thought was kind of funny that she was like, it is funny. wouldn't fuck around with Edith. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's dispatches from the Keenans. <laughs> so thanks. Well, Edith, Edith was, the one who helped her out when she discovered that she was pregnant and had uh-huh. to dress around it for uh, I believe it was Sullivan's Travels so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so there was so. Uh, yeah yeah that lady did her a solid yeah <laughs> when, so I want to uh, yeah. I want to thank Vince and Rosemary for giving us yeah, the, thank the, the, you. the scoops um, yeah. they're, they're good peeps um, and then um, so I also was like, I understand. I when I was like reading all of this and hearing about this, I thought I was like, was well, that probably not the most professional behavior for mm-hmm. somebody? But also, you have to keep in mind that she was twenty years 20. old. Yeah, twenty years old when all of this was being when this movie was being filmed. And by the way, her co-star Frederick March, forty-five. Twenty-five year difference, and there's that supposed to be love interest crazy. in the movie. Granted, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily he doesn't look, 45. look forty-five. No. He does look more mature than she does in this mm-hmm. movie. And when you put it into context that she's twenty years old, you're just like, "What are you doing?" It's just like yeah. it's what's happening here. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. I, I, it's one of the things that always happens in these movies where you're just like, "He's so old." Like, and I think what's really yeah. even glaring, like that's honestly, and I'm gonna go on record. That's why I don't like Funny Face. I think that's probably the worst yeah. op, like one of the worst versions of that is when you see fucking, you know, Fred Astaire going after yeah. Audrey Hepburn and there's such a disparity in age and you're just like, this is kind of gross. I, and also too, because I feel also with Fred Astaire, he's such, to me, he, he is like so not creepy. So the fact that he's placed yeah. with her, I'm like, yeah, you're not a creep, dude. Why are you in, why, what's going yeah. on here? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just, but, it's, but, it's so funny because they still, they do this to this day in, in films yeah. where they pair these old guys with like, it's like, I think I didn't even, I didn't see that movie mother and it's like Javier Bardem is supposed to be the love interest with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, sure. This is of course. So, yeah. so like, this is such an age disparity. Please stop. Yeah. Like, please. Stop. Well, this goes, this um, is the age old thing. It's it, like, you, you'll get someone it's, like it's yeah, it's the sexualizing and infantilizing. Yeah. 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 It's been happening since the forties, you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, absolutely. I mean, ugh, well, even before um, then, but I, I mean, if you think about it, like we watch these movies and yeah, like you look at pictures of, you know, women and they're they're 20. Like yeah. Jean Harlow, a perfect example. You're she's 20, 21 years old and she died in her early 30s, didn't yeah, she? She no, was she none. Was, she was 20. She was 27. Mm-hmm. She was only 27 when she died. Oh, that's a bummer. She's I think I think she's like part of the whole 27 club oh, or yeah. 20 she was either 26 or 27. But yeah. if you look at pictures of her and again, it's just like and I know we we still do this to this day, but it's like the women being highly highly sexualized when they're barely out of their teens and then yeah. paired up with these guys to make them look sexier, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's just but that but then at some point there's also this like infantilize infantilizing of women too where it's like, you know, we want to keep them as babies as well. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to yeah. talk about costumes. <laughs> costumes. But anyway, I have a couple. I have a, another thing. I was Googling around and looking for some stuff. So according, uh, I was reading this article from Criterion.com because this is part of the Criterion collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and they which I would be curious to see what I we didn't we didn't have access to like the Criterion DVDs to see like the extras mm-hmm. and all of that that are included on that but um the, but um Guy Madden wrote an article and it was, I just kind of like um excerpt this part where he said that everyone agrees Lake was willful 
unpredictable, frequently late to set. Her mother, who drove young Connie into the movies as much as any parent has driven a child and who once successfully sued the actress for support, even as the latter was bankrupting herself, told the world her daughter had a long, long been a paranoid schizophrenic. Maybe yeah. Lake just drank too much, starting at parties. She was so young and the practice got away from her. She had few friends, possibly none. No one wanted to work with her, and she was done in Hollywood by age 26. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's why I feel like she's still one of the big stars that are kind of mm-hmm. like, that are kind of like in the ethos, in the path, or in the pathos of, of Hollywood stardom because she yeah. burned bright and burned fast, and then she just yeah. went away. And 26, to go from being like the biggest star at like age 20 to 26 i mean yeah like she literally worked for six years and that was it i mean it's a huge it was just a bummer yeah um uh it so is. that's one of my that's just one of the notes that i wanted to pay attention to like i think she's but she, i feel like i feel like she's a tragic tragic figure even though she didn't die young like marilyn no, like but, not marilyn but like you know like all the other ones yeah. like james dean or like you know um mm-hmm. Jean harlow like we were talking about earlier like she didn't die young but she definitely died in the eyes of hollywood fairly young so well right and and much like uh well in a way kind of even even more so to the point more than Jean Harlow like she didn't really come from money her she originally like again listening to the must you you must remember this, you must remember this podcast you know they she started off her family started off in Miami and she was like winning some beauty contests and then someone randomly says oh she's so pretty they, can, they she can be in pictures and they literally picked up and moved to Hollywood just completely based on the fact that they could make money off of her their daughter being beautiful and becoming a star so like know, yeah. they they moved her to, with the intent of using her like a product to live off of yeah. and that is exactly what they did and that's exactly why she never had any money and didn't really have a life or identity because because she was always a product for somebody and you know and and it's it's really truly sad because she was immen- obviously immensely talented and very beautiful and probably a very sweet person and that's yeah. why alcoholism you know she kind of descended into alcoholism and it wasn't great you know but it sounds like the people who were in her life who stuck by her cared about her but just knew that she was just a very sad person yeah. and yeah yeah, well, being a young mom. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, please, like, because no. we're all like, nah, babies, ah, you know. So <laughs> I can't imagine doing that then, <laughs> you know. No. And then being in her situation, that just sounds, yeah, like that whole idea of like, I want to settle down and have a baby, but I'm being pushed to be some big sexy star and not acknowledge the fact that I have a baby. That's yeah. weird. That's got to mess with your mind, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, but she, yeah, she delivered the goods in this movie. It's very delightful. And I think much like Katrina Longworth mentioned, like this is her favorite Veronica Lake movie. And I really like, I like her other stuff and I love Sullivan's Travels, but I think this is my favorite too. There's just something about this one that's so special. It's really cute. Nice. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to talk about too was Robert Benchley. The oh, guy yeah. who what, played the doctor, Dr. Dudley White, who is um, the Brohams with... Uh, Wallace Woolley so mm-hmm. I didn't re- I didn't I was like well who is this guy so I googled around and it turns out he was a founding member of the Algonquin Roundtable wow yeah. that's right and for those of you who don't know the Algonquin Roundtable was a group of New York City writers and actors who met regularly between 1919 and 1929 at the Algonquin Hotel um, initially consisting of Benchley, Dorothy Parker, and Alexander Woolcott, who was the basis of the character of uh, Lidecker from um, Laura. Oh, so wow. Alexander Woolcott, remember? So um, during their time, so that was while he was at, um, so this was during their time at Vanity Fair. The group eventually expanded into over a do- dozen regular members of the New York media and entertainment, such as playwrights um, George S. Kaufman and Mark Connolly and journalist critic um, Hayward Brown who gained prominence due, um, due to his positions during this, um, anyway, some, some trial. The, the table grain gained prominence due to the media attention the members drew, as well as their collective contributions to their respective areas. Um, so I, I, uh, so that was so fascinating to read that, that he was all, he was an actor. He was like a theater actor in New York and then eventually made it to Hollywood and had like mild success there. But to think that he was hanging out with like these kind of like New York society, prolific writers of that time period is so fascinating to think that That someone could do that. Um, and, um, 
Benchley was also a heavy drinker and he would be dead um, from cirrhosis of the liver in 1945, three years after the Jeez. film came out. So, Unbelievable. I mean, they lived intensely back then. They lived intensely, exactly. Yes. Um, and this movie was based on a risque novel named The Passionate Witch by Thorne Smith, um, who Ooh. died before he could finish it. The Passionate Witch, 1941, was published postum posthumously and con um, completed by Norma H. Matson. Um, it was produced in 1942 as this movie, and the novel was one of the, ins the this the movie, this novel, and along with the Bell Book and Candle were the um, were the inspirations for the TV series um, Bewitched. Like you were saying so it's That's so right. cool like and uh, this like it's so funny that this this um the i was reading that article from criterion he was taught they were talking about how renee claire read the passionate witch and was like oh this could be a movie but the movie the book was like is so much more apparently so much more salacious and she the the Ooh. character jennifer that veronica lake plays is a lot more sexual and uses sex as like to get her way and apparently they like yeah. fuck, they they like straight up fuckins in this in the book <laughs> which is like i'm like it's i totally want to read this now i know Whoa. i have a feeling it's very pulpy like it's one of the probably one of those like um naughty books for it i time, love it which is interesting that's awesome yeah um did you want to get into the story real quick miss kathleen yeah, sure. Okay, so quickly, I was able to edit the story down pretty good. So jump in whenever you want mm -hmm. to talk about it. So, okay. um, uh, the movie starts out in 17, 17, 1672, and the witch Jennifer, played by Veronica Lake, and her father, Cecil Calloway, are burned at the stake by Puritan Jonathan Woolley, played by Frederick March, who eventually, who then he also plays all the descendants of um, Jonathan Woolley. Um, their ashes were buried under an oak tree in order to trap their souls, and as Jennifer, as revenge, Jennifer cursed the Woolley ancestry to be miserable in love and will always marry the wrong woman. So the film flashes forward, proving the curse effective so they kind of show like um periodically his um the woolly descendants kind of unhappy um in their marriages and stuff so that's mm -hmm. that's pretty funny and um, it's a really sweet like a historical costume montage i think it, they did a pretty really good was. job with yeah. that yeah it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah um and then so uh basically what happens is you end up ca um, catching up to uh to modern day and um there's a uh, the gubernatorial candidate wallace woolley um and so this version of woolley was also played by frederick march is unhappily engaged to estelle masterson who's played by susan hayward helen lawson <laughs> from valley of the dolls um and um this is also the eve of his wedding and election day because they're doing like a whole no pressure election day wedding thing it's very it's it's like a whole thing. Um, and then there's a lightning storm. And the, the, during the lightning storm, the oak tree containing the souls of Jennifer and her father were, is struck by lightning. And their souls were freed. And they're freed as smoke spirits. And so they sort of like pan around as like smoke spirits and talking and stuff. And they discover that Wooly's descendants is nearby. And um, they decide to investigate further. And so Jess, Jennifer um, persuades her father to give her a human form so that she can torment Wooly further by entrapping him in love. So the spell, the spell that he um, needs to do requires fire. So Daniel sets the Pilgrim Hotel on, um, you know, <laughs> conveniently enough. Um, so he sets that ablaze. And Wooly is passing by the scene on his way home and is drawn in and he basically has to stop. And then he's drawn in by the voice of a woman from inside the hotel. Um, he enters the burning building when he discovers Jennifer and gets her to safety. She uses, of course, she uses magic to make sure that not, neither of them get hurt. Um, and then Wooly continues home without Jennifer, like leaves her behind or gives her to um, put gives her to the ambulance to take away. Yeah. And when he gets home, he finds Jennifer who is, and then he, she ends up putting the moves on him pretty hard. And then they end up spending the night together talking and falling in love. Um, <laughs> Which Bear is in cute. Mind, yes, it was really cute. But keep in mind, Wooly is still married, getting married the next day. Yes. So to a Jennifer woman who really, literally, is like the definition of the word shrew. I mean, yes. like she plays it so well. It's so it's good. great. <laughs> Love it. It's so good. Um. So uh, so 
Jennifer cooks up a love potion to help him forget about his fiance while Wooly is at a press conference. And then when he returns, um, a painting falls on Jennifer's head and Wooly ends up giving the love potion for to her to drink. She instantly falls in love with Wooly and her plan for revenge go immediately goes out the window. Despite all of this, Wooly is still, still dead set on marrying Estelle. So Jennifer and her father, now in his own body, drop in on the Wooly wedding. And they try their best to thwart the ceremony. It turns out Jennifer and her father want different results because Jennifer wants Wooly's love and Daniel, the father, wants to frame Wooly for murder, mm -hmm. <laughs> thus landing Wooly in the electric chair to burn, in air quotes, um, as as his own sort of revenge. Um after some back and forth, Daniel returns to his smoke form and spends some time in a liquor bottle getting drunk. And when he returns to his body, he's too drunk to perform um, any more magic and he falls out of a window and um, lands himself in the drunk tank. Um, meanwhile, Estelle, still at her wedding, um, there's this whole thing, that whole scene with the wedding. Is so I know. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I love um, you truly. So good. <laughs> There's um, a lot of running gags throughout the whole like wedding thing. Like yeah, so like good. the whole band like just keep they keep starting up the same song over and over, over again and, and it's like so the last words you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um so eventually Estelle can't handle it so she goes upstairs to the to the uh the groom's room where he's getting ready and then she walks in and will um Wallace and Jennifer embracing and mugging down high school style and then she calls <laughs> off the wedding and then Estelle's father um, a newspaper magnet denounces him in all the papers that he owns, ensuring that he will lose the election. Wallace finally, then Wallace finally admits that he is in love with Jennifer and they run away that, that night to a mm -hmm. farmhouse and they elope in the middle of the night. So um, with Jennifer's father in the drunk tank, Jennifer uses magic to get everyone to vote for Wooly, winning him 100% of the vote, <laughs> um, including his um, opposition votes for him. Um, this action convinces, convinces Wooly that she's a witch because she had mentioned this before. She's like, I'm a witch, FYI. And he's like, oh, push posh, everyone's a witch. Um, and then, <laughs> so she pulls that trick off and he's like, maybe she is a witch. Um, and then the next day, Daniel confronts his daughter and he removes her magical powers and curses her soul back to the tree that imprisoned them at the stroke of midnight. So Jennifer and Wallace jump into a taxi in an effort to jump away or to escape away and only to realize that Daniel, her father, is driving the car, that the cab that is now airborne. Um, and then they crash into the tree and it's midnight and Jennifer's body, it, she basically dies at midnight. So her body is left yeah. lifeless um, and her, um, her smoke spirit sort of exits her body and... So Jennifer's father also in smoke's form. So her and her father return to their smoke form and he gloats about his torment to, to about he, how he's tormenting Wallace and he's kind of pining over her dead body. And it's, it's a bummer of a scene. And um, yeah. while he, while the father is distracted, Jennifer returns to her body and um, traps her father into a liquor bottle which keeps him drunk and powerless and then at the very end of the movie the movie flashes forward showing jennifer and wallace's kids including a rambunctious daughter with baby veronica lake hair <laughs> which was so cute it's um, so cute <laughs> so cute so that's the movie in a nutshell super quick but yeah. we need to talk about uh, Veronica's looks. Oh my God, her and looks. also, also. Uh, I mean, me Susan Hayward has some Susan looks Hay too. Yeah. I mean, I mean her wedding, wedding dress wedding was. Oh my, oh my goodness. Girl. And like, the, can we just talk quintessential 1940s? This was like Very. 1942, so we're talking like in World War II, like, and it's just that classic, gorgeous tailoring. Everything looks so good and flattering and clean and. Um, oh my god! It's all yeah. lace, white lace, and and, and and Veronica Lake like it's not like they have a ton of outfits throughout the whole movie. She no. actually only has a few a few key pieces that she wears pretty much throughout the whole movie. Uh, two dresses in particular, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and and then same thing with Susan Hayward. Like she doesn't have a lot. Like she has that gorgeous like it looks like a well, it's a black and white movie. I'm assuming it's a white gown that she has in the beginning, and then she has her yeah. wedding dress, which again I I love it because it's. It, it's first of all it's very beautiful but it 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 also is like talk about telling a, a story through 
a story through costuming. It's just like <laughs> it's 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 fussy. It is over the top. Oh, yes. It is a yeah. it is fucking princess infanta like ridiculous. Yeah. And and it just it's everything reflecting of what she is on the inside, like coming out in her oh wedding dress. Her her like <laughs> her like veil crown thing. In the oh back my of gosh! Her head. Yes, where so, she all, yes, like, it's very like almost religious looking. Yes, like you know, she's <laughs> so good. She's just like it's she, it's very like bridezilla kind of yes, like, where she's like it, say yes to the dress moment where you're like category wow. is Spanish Infanta yes <laughs> it's very much like Quinceanera like, like oh, no. <laughs> very much over the top realness yes <laughs> bridal fantasy <laughs> she is definitely serving that bride that the bridal full fantasy where she's just like I'm a bride yes. and I want everyone to know it even the even the astronauts in space <laughs> so good so good oh, my god Veronica's looks though I mean actually you know Susan Hayward had a really her beautiful her first dress too that that her light first dress, dress is amazing with yeah. that like it's very beautiful has that super tight waist and the deep V and that's those like light, yeah. small puff sleeves then she had that beautiful fur coat with the with the hood on uh, um, oh too. my god the, the fur oh coat god. was uh, her and then there's a like Veronica Wick she wears like a mink coat and this was at the time when like furs were the shit oh, I mean yeah. I know preps for people out there anti for, I get it, but it's just like if you look at it from just like an outerwear and, and sort of garment perspective, they are absolutely exquisite, just exquisite pieces. And yeah, her so her white fur, Whoa. on point. And, and that just goes that, back like, to that whole thing of like I love it's like the bitch is wearing white. You know, I love that. Yeah. I love that it's like it to me like to me white is such a bitch color, like more bitchy than black. <laughs> you know, but I it's also that like disarming. It's had... like look, I'm in white, I'm all clean, but really you're just you're just yeah, nasty. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you know? you're not you're not fooling anybody. But I also no, love that her, no. her her hood also was one of those like oversized hoods that was perched love. like kind of on, the, on the on the like the very top of her head, which is like yes. clear it had to be pinned to her hair in order to stay yeah. up because it's a that like kind of like big like it's or maybe there was like a comb in it medieval. or something yeah it's yeah. very like yeah. kind of like that it's very stylistic a barely it's, fair it's hood not, <laughs> yeah it's non-functional in the way that yeah. it would be if you just threw a hood up it's like that's the kind of hood that requires pins and a whole thing to stay up yeah. on her head otherwise it would have immediately fallen off but it's just, it's just yes. so gorgeous. Ugh. But they're like, it's like the furs with like the strong, sh the strong 40s shoulder, oh you know? God, so it's yeah. like no nonsense fur. <laughs> 1940s furriers really knew what they were doing. Oh, so for real. Oh, that is, to me, Lord. that is just the epitome of like amazing and just outerwear in general. Amazing trench coats yeah. and, and just jackets and yeah, the furs and oh, lovely. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, and Veronica Lake, I mean, I again, like that dress that she wears at that time when she goes to the wedding and just kind of like that's what she wears and sort of when she runs off to get married. Um, yeah, it, like, it's it, it, in the one movie poster I have, it looks like it's pink. It's colored pink. So that's right. the only color picture it, I could find. But I love it. I love the cut. Everything about it is absolutely flattering on her. It makes her look tall and womanly and in you know what that would be good on any like the the cut of that dress like every ladies take note it is just gorgeous it's got this sweetheart neckline yeah. it's got a point it's got like a, a fitted bodice with the like a, a v front and back and then this long flowing skirt almost like a, a like a you know that that medieval like fairy tale medieval vibe to it but it's just it's and long very, sleeve over the hand yeah. it's, it, it's it's just lovely ethereal. lovely lovely and she looks it. so beautiful yeah. in it the layers and layers of chiffon like oh. it's very chiffon and beautiful like and i think beautifully her cut her last gown that she wears too that oh lacy, that one that lace number well that one almost the, has like that uh, pilgrim feel because it, it has like that stomacher in front like that mm -hmm. lace like stomach piece that that just comes down and it really almost has like a it's like ethereal puritan <laughs> that's the yeah. best way to describe oh it and these huge oh. sleeves too the those sleeves. gigantic sheer sleeves it's puff and then also it's puff at the shoulder and then it's also puff at the wrist yeah so it's like, and it's just this there's this she does these like gestures and stuff when she's especially when she's trying to get Wooly to like run away and stuff and she has these she's like gesturing wildly with these giant sleeves and oh. you just realize how big the sleeves are compared to her arms and you're just like yes yeah. like organza like there's it's got so yes. much volume but it's also stands but you know, on but she own. doesn't like, look oh, stupid so that's the thing no. is like you could go so you? wrong with those amazing. puff sleeves I know but but it's well, just like everything about her is so elegant and just and lovely. that's why I love that's why I love these period like period films mm -hmm. that's why I love movies that 
better from like the the golden age of Hollywood because they could yes. do these kind of like over the top beautiful gowns and they and they could just get away with being like completely like with where is she going in that gown? She's not going anywhere. Uh, she's not doing anything. You know, but it's like it's she's she's like oh this like, old thing. Let me yeah. just run around the house in this. Yeah, take care but of it's business. Again, it's like it's <laughs> one of those things like where you're just like you can't wear that in nowadays because you have to you know cook on a gas stove you know it's like you you know it's like clearly this is for a woman who has like a house staff you know but i just love yes. it so much and the volume and the 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 you know it's all silk chiffon silk organza and chiffons and stuff it's so beautiful it is it is but oh. it's like it's softened by that it has this very beautiful wide sweetheart neck and mm-hmm. um it's like they took they like the big puff sleeves and then like the the almost like stomacher looking like lace front and even like it has this like very high little peter pan collar and tiny yeah, buttons I a lot of things that. that are very reminiscent of puritan style or that style in which like in the 1600s when she had um, when she had been burned, but it had all been softened up with these beautiful soft lines and then the soft fabric. And, and again, just giving that ethereal quality, but just, but I love, I love the nuance, like the historical reference nuance in it. And, um, when I was, you know, I, like again, I did a whole montage of just her in that dress. Cause there are some <laughs> lovely pictures of her just in that dress. Yeah, and, um, they did a, yeah, they did a lot of promo shots of her. A lot of promo shots, and I found I could not find the source of the comment. It was just something that I had found in in passing when looking at the images. And the note that I had found was that this gown um, was Veronica Lake's favorite film dress that she oh, ever wow. that she wore, her favorite dress that she wore in film. And I just I thought that it. was I could believe it too because there's something about this dress that reflects. And when you see her in the pictures, this is her. There's something about this, like she's feeling it. She is feeling this dress. It's more than just her being Jennifer. This is Veronica. This, I mean, well, Connie. I mean, this is like, this is her like loving it. And, and she looks absolutely womanly, beautiful, but you know what? She's not showing cleavage. She's not showing leg. She's she's buttoned up to the neck and she is exquisite. Exquisite. Yeah. Yeah, That's what's so interesting about this movie is like the book. Definitely. From, from what I've read about the book, the book, her, the character of Jennifer is much more like, sort of a man trap vamp mm-hmm. corner sort of like you know using sex for her for gain mm-hmm. and this character is sort of like confused and bewildered and a little bit like almost childlike in a way yeah which has its problems but i think that the way that they played it was a little bit better in a way where it doesn't make it so salacious which i think yeah. is kind of nice so they could cover her up and she could still be sexy because in the beginning of the movie when they when oh, wallace she's finds, nothing on <laughs> when wallace finds her in the fire she's like oh all my clothes are gone and they don't reference it. But apparently there's a quote in the book where she's like, I was wearing a negligee and the fire just burned it right off. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I know what this book's about. <laughs> Check. Um, but so to have her just be like, I, you know, in the move in the beginning of the movie, she's, she's like stark naked. They don't show it. Yeah. But like she eventually ends up just wearing nothing but like, um, a fur coat and boots. And yeah. I love that when they, when, when Wallace, when Wallace goes home and she's there. And of course she's cuddling with a cat, which is adorable. Oh, the best. Oh, <laughs> so cute. And then he puts her in a cab. He puts her in a cab and she's like, he's like, Oh, just go, you know, here's a bunch of money. Just go wherever you need to go. <laughs> go away. And, like, and she's like, well, what do I do with the coat? And she's like, she, she's like, give it to the cops. And then like, there's a cop literally walking <laughs> she by. Throws it out and the she window. Tosses the, <laughs> love that. She tosses the coat out the window. And you're just like, well, she's naked in a cab now. <laughs> There's so much that's implied in this yes. movie, which I think is even better than doing that. Than making like, it overt. Sexuality, yeah. which I think is actually really cool. Oh, I, I like think it's wonderful. And, and I it, love that they put her in men's pajamas, too. Oh, that she was so wearing cute. Wallace's pajamas, and she looks adorable in that. Yes. Granted, she has her hair down in like the peekaboo bang style kind of thing, which I'm just like, for me, I'm like, Girl, I have long hair and I want to have my hair up all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. I wear it down for if it like gets in my face for like five seconds. I'm like, get the fuck hair up. I know. Face. Me too. That, that, if I feel just a hint of warmth, I'm like, up, ah, hair up, hair up. Yeah. I got, I can't, I got to work here. Yep. I think I need to start investing in headbands. <laughs> Jazzy oh. headbands, maybe. <laughs> How about scrunchy headbands? <laughs> like the, the cloth ones and the do jewels yeah. across the top. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> nothing says nothing says professional male like a jeweled cloth headband. We'll just pair it with a man bun. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some maybe some side like some Mormon barrettes. Yes. <laughs> a look that says I have given up. <laughs> <laughs> give give mom the gift that tells her she's no longer a woman. She's a mom. <laughs> Um, oh man oh my god but yeah no like well there was an sorry what were sorry i interrupted i just also wanted to talk about the night of her her wedding night too when they go when they run away and so they drive away on the car and they it's like the fog gets super super thick and they're like oh i don't know where to go and she's like just pull over here that like we'll just go and like she's in that really cool black cloak that i love her in the back oh my gosh very like it's very witchy which i think is really fun so cute it's like it's so 40s like 40s glam witch i I want that but it's so like straight up witchy like it's clearly wild like yeah. it has like the point in the back like it's it's a square hood but it like yep. it's again has to be clipped to her hair because it's such a big hood like it's yeah. gonna the weight of it's gonna pull it off her head um but i love that and then when they get out of the car the 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 smoke clears and they're at the perfect like they're they're exactly where they need to be it's so yeah it's so adorable i'm like oh she and she's wearing a black velvet cloak looking so good like glamour witch i mean really like I, she this this has got to be like patient zero for like all the all the cute witchy things we've ever seen yeah you know and <laughs> i love just that so like, good i also love that this is not like I mean, granted, it's also probably patient zero for all like the sexy witch costumes, which oh, makes yeah. me want to throw up. Yeah. But if you're gonna do sexy witch, this is how you do sexy witch, like 1940s Veronica. Oh Lake please, Bay. I know. And and, I and she's you... covered. Like there's no oh, like yeah. she. That we have. We found all those sexy witch pictures that she did. Must have been like press pictures for this movie. Oh totally. But there yeah. is never. She never ever is wearing like a showgirl witch costume from this. Mm. These photos. It's I mean, no like gams. It's no, any, no. It's, if anything, yeah. it's like you know. Again, she's wearing these things that you could almost say are, are very chaste but to me they make sense because she's from another time and she makes yeah. reference a lot which kind of makes sense for her character maybe not being so sexy she's like i'm in this body this foreign body like i'm trying to get used yeah. to figuring out how things are like i'm little i'm small like do you like what you see you know like there's this oh, whole yeah, like she's right. struggling with her yeah. identity like this physical identity of the body she has and um but but also too it's like she didn't need to be like Veronica Lake and clearly her character when she needed to, she exuded eroticism and sexiness. She did not need to be scantily clad to show no. that, you know? That was I so. forgot that in the beginning of the movie they never actually showed what Jennifer in air quotes actually looked like. There no, because she was already burned. Stake. She was already so dead. They, yeah. So when she came back, it was a body that she she'd even mentioned. She's like, "Do you like blondes or would you prefer a brunette?" Like so, it was yeah. like she didn't really like. It wasn't this wasn't her. You're right. This wasn't her body. It was a foreign body, which I liked. That. Yeah, that was cool. I thought yeah, Another and I thought it was I done really to, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Another thing that I wanted to point out was, um, remember in the um, in the burning scene in the very beginning, they were like, "We're gonna take a brief intermission," and then there was that random like concession guy walking through, being like, "Popped maze, popped." <laughs> At first, I was like, wait, what is he selling? And I was like, oh, he's selling popcorn. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is such a, like, that is, like, some deep cut hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's like some black joke humor. But was... it was great. But it, but it's also kind of true because, like, hangings or executions were sort of, like, to-dos. I mean, I've, I definitely oh, yeah. have seen pictures of, like, from, like, the Old West and stuff where if there was a public hanging, like, people, everybody, it was like NASCAR. Like, everybody came out <laughs> and brought snacks and their children. And Talk it was upsetting. a thing. <laughs> it was. It was really a thing. Yeah. So... That's just literally a sna- NASCAR because they're hoping for a crash. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. yeah like, and no everybody's right. The they brought a lunch. Us. They're going to be there for hours. It's a, yeah. They wore their Sunday best. It's like, what? Oh, my God. Popped maze. Get your popped maze. I love that they did it in, like, the baseball. Like, he was so at a baseball park. So oh, funny. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, my God. 
Uh, was there any other looks that we wanted to talk about? Um, did we cover all the looks? The I looks? think we kind of covered all the looks. Like even I, I, I did love when they did the whole like little historical montage. Like you saw like the the like the icky Puritan clothes, which I've never been a fan oh of. They've God, always yeah. scared that Ooh. that time period always scared the shit out of me. Even like my earliest so childhood eerie. memories of like Thanksgiving. I remember like being in kindergarten class, and I remember doing like we made like. I remember us making like uh, collars and cuffs out of white paper and like the little hats and then like making it was like like little they were supposed to be like little Indian vests out of like paper okay this is the early eighties out of like paper bags and like we like we actually made like little and I remember at the time you could pick to be like an Indian or a pilgrim I was like I do not want to be a pilgrim I am not feeling this look these people look scary <laughs> I do not like there's this. something really. <laughs> They're very unsettling. Like, they're very children of the corny. Like they're very like yeah, yeah. That time period in so general, and like when I look at like cool. Oliver Cromwell and like that whole, I'm just like ooh, like the burning ooh. witch time is Ugh. just no. Oh, but I was reading, you know. <laughs> I was reading somewhere that apparently um, there were no witches actually burned in America. Yes, that's right, and that was like the like one of the historical flubs of this movie is like yeah, yeah they they were they were hung, they did all sorts of other things, but no actual burning, tortured, whatever happened. They're like, please, what are we animals? Burning. We never we never yeah. burn them. <laughs> yeah, like we'll just drown them. <laughs> You know, yeah. like human beings. But yeah. it's interesting because they it is sort of like a colloquialism to say that yeah. the witches were burned. Burned but at the stake, granted, yeah. needless to say, many, many, many women were murdered unjustly oh. during the, oh, during absolutely. the witch trials, which is a bummer. And kitties, uh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, this this it's it's so funny. It just it, yeah. the, again the the pilgrims. Oof. They're up to no. They're up to no good. Yeah, <laughs> no, no good at all. But I, I, I love yeah. that. And then they show like the little historical montage, like they go to the 18th century, and then they go to like the Civil War times, where it's like, know, with, like it looks just like Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, I guess I would assume like Psycho Mary Todd Lincoln, and she's like throwing vases <laughs> and shit at him, and and then then like, oh and then they get to oh like God. 1904, and it's like the old crusty couple, but they're just getting married, yeah. and like, uh, but the costumes oh were amazing. So. Yeah, but the um, but that 1860 couple though. When she yeah. threw the vase, she came really she close. She came to real close, that dude. <laughs> there was like the there was like the manservant, yeah. like the the, um, the African American named manservant, yeah. and he, she like yeah. that thing came real close yeah. to his head. He had, he had to do a very uh, hardcore duck and covered to ward yeah. some porcelain splinters I, in that scene like, for Jesus sure. Jesus Christ! Yeah, hope yeah. he got hazard pay. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, he was a speaking part, so hopefully he got a little bit more pay than normal, but... Hopefully. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Oof. It's like, they're not fucking around. They're like, sorry about the base of the head, but yeah. you got your SAG card. <laughs> and then, oh, and I think, well, I was going to say, as far as just any other looks, I, again, the men's suits, it's like mm. 1942, so we are talking yeah. about, like, the height of just gorgeous man men's suits. Even, again, guys in all different ages, shapes, sizes, and they just still look on point. Like yeah. everything about them is just I'm an established man in my yeah. nice man clothes with my nice oh my man god. hair and looking very very handsome. Oh my god! But uh, Cecil Calloway, um, Jennifer's father, the yes. guy who plays him, was a he. Was He's a riot. Oh, so rad! I loved him. So I love him. Much I love his voice. He is amazing. <laughs> I I just so he could good. make a grocery list sound of uh, whimsical, <laughs> and I just loved him. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. so good. He was, and he was wearing that like kind of like sloppy suit the, the whole sloppy time. Sloppy suit, he didn't really yeah. Care. And he hated it the whole time. He was just like, he's like, I don't like this body. I don't like yeah, he's exactly. Like, I, I don't like this like, old body. And yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm old and fat. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he kept and like every eight... time like they'd slip into the whiskey bottle and he'd get really drunk. Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like their ghost spirits could get drunk. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like it's not even drinking it. I'm like, I don't know, I know. how this works. <laughs> but I was like, when he, when that whole scene went down, when he was like, you know, you're gonna kill me, and then you're gonna fry, you're gonna fry oh, yeah. in your chair. I was like, it got so dark. I was it got like, so dark. What is happening? Yeah. It was so but it was weird. so delicious. I love it. It's just oh, nothing God. was really. I mean, it was silly and hokey, but. I think by today's standards, like it wasn't dumbed down. They went there. They could get dark and oh, then yeah. they could still bring it back up and get light again. And it wasn't like they weren't afraid of it. And, um, but yeah, I love this movie. I highly recommend it. It's a really, I feel like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I remember watching this as a little kid and being very engaged, even though it's a black and white movie. It is just, it, 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 
it, it keeps everything going and it's very funny and yeah. whimsical and um it's it's such a companion to bewitched it's like they're all kind of part of the yeah, same and family it's not a very long it's not a long no movie it's, it's like, like hour 15 minutes hour maybe 20 like, something yeah yeah it's real but it, i mean it, there's a lot going on in that story they're able to wrap up you yeah. know i mean they, it's, it's really it's full cute. body it's really cute though <laughs> yeah oh my god at the the very end when they had the little tiny the, when the baby jennifer was running around I and she loved literally baby had jennifer. she literally had excuse me <laughs> peekaboo bang and she's like yes oh my <laughs> and God. they had her in like the little boy pajamas too like it's yeah, so like funny on the, on the broom <laughs> and they're just like we don't i don't know what's going like, on <laughs> So good. Naturally, she has she has all of her boys are just complete stiffs, but the little girl's a spitfire <laughs> full of power. <laughs> Love it. So good. Yeah, um, and and her hair. Oh my gosh! Can we real aside? So that yeah, that end scene with Veronica Lake, and she's sitting there and she's knitting. Oh. She's wearing that amazing dress that has these really intricate, like almost like a Battenberg, like a lace oh, collar yeah. and cuffs, but are very reminiscent of that seven again, 17th century when they would have done that same sort of treatment, but also was still worn in the 40s. So it kind of like it was this really great thing. They were sort of able to harmonize and like show that sort of cutting through. And then her her 1940s coiffure that they had her in was exquisite yeah it was just I, like slight pompadour with all little curls on totally, top and then it was swooped yeah. up like almost like she could have been wearing a snood with it but i um, love it, that it, they did that gorgeous. to try and make her look older and older. i was like Honey, she doesn't look <laughs> it a, works, she doesn't but, look that you know. old she looks yeah she but she looks she still looks she still looks like, like a little girl playing house yeah, but does. but she does have that knowing look and that very I get. I love her voice. It has. She has sort of a low, even voice that her. doesn't necessarily match her tiny body. <laughs> like I, I think of, and I hate even bringing him up on this show, but like I almost never watch or listen to like actual TV or car- like. But every t- every once in a while, I'll hear like what is it, uh, Kim Kardashian talk, and and there's that weird like it's like vocal fry but baby voice, <laughs> and I'm like. Girl, I don't see you. Like, to me, I'm like, that baby voice coming out of that body sounds really weird. Like, it's not supposed to happen. And then you've got someone like Veronica Lake who's half her size, and she's like, hello, how are you doing? That's amazing. Go fuck yourself. And I'm like, you know, and it's just like, and and it's just, I love it. It's like, it's like, you know, tiny woman, big voice. Like, (laughs) it's great. She's so, she's just amazing. She's a a treasure. R.I.P. Beautiful treasure, Veronica Lake. (laughs) Oh, one last thing before we Mm -hmm. wrap up. And I do, in this, I promise this is the last thing. But I did, what I meant, wanted to mention actually was about that cape that she wore. That like, that like kind of witch cape. And now that I look at it, I was like, that's probably the direct inspiration for the LA confidential like Kim Basinger cape like it's oh very, please like, well they they did recreate her outfit she was yeah. the Veronica Lake look like yeah, but it so, was just it, sure. it just the fact that yeah, I wonder if that I wonder if I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm grasping at straws here but I think that I feel like that might have been an homage to that because it's just it's wearing a black velvet cape in the 1940s doesn't seem like something that was like a thing like you would expect her to wear like a fur or something but I love that like even they yeah. might have they might have been like oh a black velvet cape that's kind of cool put a little white on it it feels a little, you know I just it feels very like it makes so much more sense now well it's it, yeah, very it, like in character yeah. for that and I'm just like yes well, I can see that too because you know the whole point is that they, to, to be recognized as her. So it's like they would probably, in a sense, put her like her dresses and things that she had were reminiscent of what mm-hmm. she what Veronica wore in her yeah, films. So, you know, any, so she could portray that. Yeah. But yeah, I just love. Also, that. that was a good time for capes. They oh. did love the of the 1940s was a uh, they did love themselves a strong cape. They did that was, love that a strong was a thing. cape. They loved a fur cape. <laughs> they loved yes. a fur capelet. Yeah, they loved a and they loved sequ- their hoods. A sequin yeah. cape. Right, remember from Laura? Remember oh. her cape? Oh. Oh. I mean, uh, oh. Philip's cape from Laura. <laughs> oh, God. With the, with the strong sequin shoulder and crusted shoulders. Yes. Oh, my God. I what want a, a look. Cape. I want a cape with, like, square shoulders, all sequin and crusted 3D sequins, and then just, like, Oh, my gosh. Like, Where they just sort of, like, trickle down, just like, into... Yeah, yeah but I want, so like, good. structural shoulders. Like, three shoulder yes. pads stacked together. Like, big shoulders with, like... And then silk jersey. Just, like, yards and yards of silk jersey. And then I want to oh, make an entrance. I love it. I just want to make an entrance to do a party where I, in, where I ignore... Well, you'll just have to come down from the ceiling like Liberace did on I, Wires. Clearly. Or I, I just want to go... obviously, part of your transition. Yes. 
<laughs> let me my Liberace transition. It's happening. It's a slow thing. It's on GoFundMe. Yeah. It's fine. But what well, I, it's got to be slow because it's a one and done, right? You're not. It's not like you, this is something you got to take seriously. Yeah, it's know? true. Yeah, this wardrobe <laughs> is expensive, you guys. Very. Um, yeah. So. So go to my page, GoFundMe.com slash Liberace Transition. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> um, but I just want the, I just want the, uh, I, I really do. I want the occasion to wear like a strong shouldered cape to a party where I ignore everybody. <laughs> just, is that too much to ask? <laughs> Any whoozy, what's it? So... <laughs> Only Vincent Price can follow you around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Young Vincent Price. Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. Yes. Oh, God. <sighs> well. Well, I love this movie. I'm glad we got to watch it. Me and, too. Um, then we use this for our for our Halloween month. I so love it. It's very, great. it feels like it's kicking the month off in the right direction. You know, it, it feels is. it feels like yeah. it's really like setting the tone. It's like the, the weather is starting to get a little bit more crisp. The days are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. And like the pumpkins are coming out it just it feels right and i love it i love it so yep. much and it's 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 very it's it's whimsy first so it is on oh, brand oh, for whim- us oh, so. whimsy baby <laughs> give me that whimsy <laughs> oh god fill, fill me up with your whimsy <laughs> fill me up with your whimsy okay <laughs> This is my. Did I, I want s- to feel your whimsy did, inside me. Did I mention this is my fourth? Did I mention this is my fourth beer? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my god! Well, hey, it's all right. At okay. least you're not getting drunk on cooking wine like I did on this last uh, episode of the Stinker series. Jeez Louise! Oh goodness! Oh um, my god! Anywho, so with that being said, let's just wrap it up because it's getting out of hand. Um. Thanks for listening. Wrap it up. Um, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You can hit us up on the social media. Um, Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook, Instagram, OHR Podcast on Twitter. You can email us your thoughts and prayers at oldhollywoodrealness <laughs> at gmail.com. You should go ahead and visit our website. We'll be posting all the photo montages on at um, oldhollywoodrealness.com. Yeah. And while you're there, you can support the show by clicking our Amazon banner and shopping like you normally would because we all know you're going to shop at Amazon. So mm-hmm. um, click that banner and do shopping like you normally would check out and then we'll get a couple of beans um which is yep. great it all goes back into our ohr movie fund hell Yay. yeah bro <laughs> um uh why, and then while you have a few seconds on your hands why don't you go over to itunes and give us um a rating a review and subscribe you know because you're all good people and yes. um that would be awesome i'd love to see some um some five star reviews over there and um want to give a huge shout out to our buddy Hal Lublin because he's still giving us that vocal talents for the opening of the podcast that's right um uh and is there anything else we need to talk about Kathleen Hmm. I think Uh, that might be about it for now yeah just excited for Halloween and fall and yeah. Yay. Skeletons. Yay. And, and all the other episodes we have coming up oh the, toward the end of the year. We're, we're really excited for like all the other things we have planned for the we next sure few months. Do. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> so stay <Yep>. tuned. Stay <laughs> yes. alert. Um, and whimsy first. Whimsy first. <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for listening to yes. OHR. Bye. <laughs>